Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Uh, My name is Phil Whelans and I've had a very busy week. Uh, Let me tell you how busy my week has been. This podcast is brought to you in association with Ladbrooks. Uh, for special offers, visit bet.westhampodcast.com. Bet.westhampodcast.com for offers from Ladbrooks. Joining me this week, uh, as usual, it's Jim Grant. Jim, how have you Good been? Good evening. How have you been? Um, how, uh, well, on, normally, well, normally, you're, well, yeah, normally but, you've got something to say at the beginning yeah, of this but, podcast. But you've, but you've, you've, no, but what? You've, no, what but have you've, I done, Jim? But you've, all I've done is express what's on my mind. Yeah, uh, but like anybody would. That's what was on. Okay, all right, all right, Jim. All right, mind. this is what a what a poor start to this podcast. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Well, it's not my fault. Welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. With me this week, Jim Grant. Uh, Jim, how's your week been? Well. This podcast is brought to you in association oh, with Ladbrokes. No, this is just... You want to get special offers, oh God, you log on to bet.westhampodcast.com. Oh, I, I fell into your trap, Jim. I fell into your cunning Checkmate. Trap. Yes. Checkmate. Uh, also joining us with, this week, it's a, a great friend of the podcast, uh, TV Magnate, I think it's fair to say. TV Magnate. <laughs> TV, TV Magnate. Uh, I, think, I think Magnate, possibly. Head honcho of Revolution Films. Uh, you, know, you know who it is, don't you, Jim? I well, do. You, you can I see do. him. You can it's, see him across it's the... Trevor. It's our friend so Trevor. So any sense of... Uh, well, don't say his name, Jim. Oh, right. That's sorry. A, that's stolen the thun- thunder. Oh, well, okay. sorry. It's all going wrong. Well, why don't evening. you just introduce him it's then, It's Trevor Drain. It's Trevor Drain. Uh, Hello, Trevor. Evening. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, Jim. Very no, well. no, good. Very good. No, look at talking to me yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He's not even mentioning right, not you. Even, I, don't, I might as well just not be here, Jim. <laughs> also joining us this week, our favourite blogger, Along with Don of the Hammer, let's not exclude Don of the Hammer from this uh, um, this introduction. But let's talk more, Jim, about the one that's here. Yes, I would. Oh, I don't know why you're invoking somebody. Well, Jim, last time I actually... talked about one of, I guess you, you got all angry with me. When did I do? When? Well, when just was now. That? Just now. Yes. Yeah, when I, I, I mentioned Trevor. Oh, and you, you, you preempted uh, the introduction to. Well, I we have to actually I, keep this podcast quite yeah, tight. Yeah, should we get on we? with the. Cause, yeah. Because normally football. there's about 10 minutes of bickering at the yeah, beginning of this well. podcast. But I think we uh, there's another podcast coming in after us, which is not usually the case. They normally put us last because uh, we tend to do two to three, possibly six hours. Yeah. And uh, most of the other podcasts are 35 minutes. In a way, I'm over explaining and thus <laughs> extending the, the, the issue of podcast length by describing length of podcast in length can you see what's going wrong here and somehow jim i think that's your fault uh it is our favorite blogger it is of course from the h list the best uh west ham podcast along with just following in slightly second place don of the hammer who we do love and he's great it is james cairns hello phil hello james <laughs> everything all right uh yes i'm good and so too is don of the hammer who don is apparently is, is here in thank spirit thank you very much he is yeah. here in spirit yeah. you've uh you've done a you've done a two blogger podcast with don of the hammer haven't you indeed yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he good. won't really reveal his real name uh, yeah, don't, no, we won't reveal. Uh, neither will no. I. Yes, no. Oh, I will take. Yes, I will take it to the grave with me. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. the witness protection scheme, <laughs> yeah. James Cairns is a made-up identity uh, created by the police. Yeah, well, I was until you just revealed <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. yes, <laughs> Right, yes, yes. Cheers. But no one knows the real name, do they? Uh, Marlon. Marlon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, f- uh, first, f- first things first. Um, 
A lot of fluid comes out of Jamie Carragher, doesn't it? A surprising amount of fluid comes out of him, doesn't? Yes. Uh, I mean, yes. I thought that was an impressive. It's like a, sh- it's like a shower attachment yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, coming at that car. Yeah. Had he had he had a drink pre-spit, or or is Jamie Carragher? A higher water percentage human being than the rest of us is he like 99.7 percent water uh, as opposed to whatever we generally are what do you think jim i think he probably is i think he, well you i think, think he might be part content? i mean might be part reptilian it might be like one of those like you know or, or one of those i imagine those that, fish that spits like anglerfish don't they? yes they shoot they a shoot jet of water yes they shoot a jet of water to, into a to, trap to, to uh, trap their prey their in a prey kind of water bubble, in a bubble yeah. yes. trevor what podcast were you told you were coming on <laughs> yeah this is surrealist for us in a yeah. sense i imagine that jamie carragher was full of helium because yeah. of that high noise that comes out of him whenever <laughs> whenever you pull the lips of the rubber bit apart you know and make a kind of squeaky sound yeah uh but yes so he is uh he he, of course, criticised uh, Arthur Masuaku uh, in 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 um, uh, his match analysis of uh, that particular game of football, and then was very guilty of the same thing himself. And that's well, cool. I think guilty of something rather worse, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Masuaku, you know, spat on the floor in in the heat of a moment in a, in a, in in the rough in trouble of a, of a game of yeah. football where, where, where people um, spit as a matter of course uh, yeah, to relieve themselves. Yeah. Trevor, exactly um, right. Uh, a lot of spitting Carrig, just happens. Carrig anyway. wound down his window and spat in the face of a fourteen-year-old yeah. girl. Yeah. I don't <laughs> right. think they're comparable no, they're at, at all. all. No. Yeah. While her father, father of the year contender, filmed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the same time as driving, yeah, yeah. yeah, the whole package there was, was, was quite good. something, wasn't Not it? Good. Yeah. No. He is one of the great documentary makers of all time. He's up there with Louis Theroux and Michael Moore, the father of the child spat at by uh, Jamie Carragher. Yeah. Jamie Carragher was uh, one of England's worst defenders, of course. I've got written here. Worst uh, defenders? Yeah, yeah. Jamie Carragher, one of our worst defenders. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, I know yeah. the word defender doesn't actually apply to Jamie Carragher's footballing <laughs> career, but uh, yeah, he was awful. As a defender, um, he was an offender. He was, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, probably uh, you'll, be, you'll be aware that there was some events at the weekend and what we'll do in the course of this podcast is discuss on the pitch activities and then matters arriving arriving yeah. <laughs> arriving uh, arising and then um uh things around that and then uh then the other podcasts will come in and loom at the window and make us leave okay so uh we lost three nil didn't we to uh, burnley yes yeah. ha- having played well first half not bad um, not bad uh, well um, but pretty well certainly created Clear-cut chances. Yes. Two or yes. three clear-cut chances that really um, Alnatovic, Lanzini um, and Mario had Mario a chance, Mario. didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just needed to cushion that, didn't he? He just hit it too hard. Yeah. Um, you should get... You, at that level, you need to score one, if not two of those. If we'd have scored two, game's probably over at half-time, to yeah. be honest. And who knows? None of that... Stuff might have happened. No, other stuff right. might have happened. You never know. Yeah, we would have been deprived of the second half entertainment. Yeah. We would. Yeah. But you yeah. need to score against Burnley when they give you the chance. Or yes, yeah. Absolutely. Not happening. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, in, in the second half, it was uh, it was harder, uh, not only because of the things that happened, but I mean, I felt that you know the malaise that's been there the whole season probably won't go away really till the end, which is something is lacking in the middle of the park. You know, there's a lot of kind of... Well, you know, Burnley, I don't even know who their kind of central midfielders are, but the, but a lot of these teams seem to at least know what they're doing in the centre of the park. I, I sort of felt after that game that... I mean, the problem is we've got no one else because Obiang's injured. Oh, that and is an issue. Like, you know, yeah. uh, but I just don't know. It just seems like our central midfield is really missing and I, I i just i don't know whether it's time to just i mean maybe just well, drop kuyate he's now what you know what he offers every now and again the flick on for the on out of each goal I, away, the thing you know. the problem part of the problem is you can't who, who plays who plays, who plays in that I role mean, i mean you can't drop him i mean we've got two fit central midfielders you know uh, one one problem this season is is uh, you know, the, this team is very good on paper, but a lot of players are, are playing sort of below their best. Mm. Antonio is just in and out of the side, and when he plays, you know, in a, in a sense, those two goals in the in the uh, Liverpool and Swansea games d- mask the fact that he's not the player he was, and 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 he's. He's not looking fit, really. He doesn't seem... His engine seems to have 
slightly deserted him. Uh, Kiyate, I mean, who knows what's going on with that guy? He's just... Occasionally he does something, the through ball for Antonio's goal against... Uh, Swansea uh, was very good, Liverpool, or was it Liverpool? It was Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The the what the game the goal we pulled back against Liverpool was good. The headed flick on for on Outovic again, but the rest of the time you're going, are you earning your place in the side over ninety minutes? And Cresswell's not the Cresswell he was. I mean, this whole season has been one of players really well, not doing well. He did well in that in that do. when he when Moyes when he had Masuaku in front of him and, yeah, yeah, and Moyes yeah, yeah. put him into that. I think he did pretty well for a run of games no, in, that, in that position. Absolutely, to be fair. but I mean inconsistency is. Definitely. I mean definitely. I, mean, I, yeah. I I'm not. No, I'm not unaware that we can point to excellent performances this yeah. season from all of them, you know, from, but just inconsistency from, yeah. from everyone there, what we're expecting um, these guys to do. I think he has a tactical issue, right? Because he, he clearly thinks that he can, we can only defend properly with five at the back. Yeah. And he has been fairly wedded to that since he came in. But in an ideal world, you, you, go with four yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it would give you a chance to overload in midfield mm-hmm. I think he's got a problem he doesn't have any numbers he can play in, in no, midfield as you no. say but also he doesn't re- with, especially with Masuaku he doesn't have the players who can play as wing back no, uh, you know, no. I think Sabaleta's struggled quite manfully yes, but he is you know declining and yeah, uh, yeah. you know everywhere crazy and Antonio pretty good going forward but defensively uh, you know you watch through your fingers Yeah. so I think he's got himself into a bit of a uh, a jam because yes. he doesn't quite know where yeah, to go but I mean it's not entirely of his own making is no, it? no no it's just the personnel no, no, not no, there just, is no, that's it? What we're saying. no absolutely yeah. no I mean no, I don't think any um, of us are saying that I mean bind. I think it is the, the sort of slightly unbalanced team he inherited um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. funnily enough, I think some of his problems have hap- have arisen since he almost got the full team back when he <laughs> when he first came in, and there were a couple of players out. I think Lanzini was probably out when he first came in. Um, so the team that, that that finally hit its stride that played against uh, Chelsea and Arsenal and got kind of four points out of those two fixtures. That was when he first kind of created uh, the the. Uh, three-man central defence playing Cresswell mm. and you kind of went wow stroke of genius another game later on when we were absolutely kind of down to uh, as Harry Redknapp would say the bare bones the sort of palace at home game where you just went we're going to get stuff no one's fit he put out 11 blokes in a formation that was actually quite odd that was um, Zabaleta a defensive midfielder yeah. wasn't it and you kind of went oh you know actually we might be okay and it, funnily enough a, a slight low self-esteem infected us that game because actually we could have won that game it was, mm. we were sort of better than anyone imagined we'd be people were absolutely looking for us to be stuffed and for people to run on the pitch And but actually it was okay but since he's sort of in a way got everyone back um, it's been more problematic I think it was he, he would probably look back and say it was quite fortunate to start against a lot of very good sides. Yeah. Because there's no expectations at all. Yes. You could go to Man City and defend for 90 minutes. Did yeah, it brilliantly, yeah. actually. Probably the best performance for, from a uh, you know a poor team uh, yeah. up there all season. Um, did the same against Chelsea and Arsenal. Low expectations. You can set up defensively and yeah. you know yeah. carry the crowd with you. Yeah. The problem is when you're playing Burnley at home, people want more. Yeah. And I do think, I think he's caught a bit between two stools because I think he'd quite like yes. to go back to that. And maybe he will. He needs must now, don't they, for the rest of the season? Well, we might pick up points against. You know, we've got Chelsea, Arsenal, the Manchester's. We might pick up points against. City might have won the league by the time. Yeah, we're they playing, might well so. have done. Um, I do think you know it'll be Everton. Will, will almost certainly be safe by the time we come to play them last game of the season. Mm. But to be honest, I think the next. You know, if you don't win at least one of the next two, that is it. That's curtains, I suspect. It's Southampton, mm. Stoke, in it. Mm. Yeah, well, home, they're, they're, and that's they're, it. They're, they're and their rivals, classic. they'll be picking points up on us. So Southampton, what they're two points behind us, are they? They'll go above yeah. us if if if, yeah. if, if, they, their if, manager, they, if they win that game. A little bit of new manager bounce. I mean, and it feels, you know, with the last one, it feels like you know it, it is it is like one of those kind of disaster movie planes that's just plummeting towards towards the ground, and nobody <laughs> nobody's you know pushing aside the, the slumped pilot and pulling the. Putting the joystick yeah. back. No, I I I feel that perhaps some kind of um, significant sort of team reorganisation might be necessary. Something like kind of 
making Rice sit in front, in front of the defence and dropping Kiate and pushing someone up forward just to link with those scuffle Because in a way, a kind of a front line that's got Arnautovic, Mario and Lanzini in mm. should be trouble. And, and they sort of were in the first half. They go, each of them had a shot, you know, they, mm. they, but they just didn't finish. And, and maybe it is. Maybe there is a, maybe there was a little bit of bad luck in that game. But yeah, you know, we the, folded yeah. like a house of cards yeah. after they scored a goal and that was the problem, really. Uh, well, yes. I mean, I think though... I mean, to, to be fair, you know, Dice is looking be- like better and better as a manager, isn't he? And and he did what good managers do. He changed it, he put two up front, but the Wood guy came on and he changed the game. He yeah. saw you that know. Moyes had got four strung across the back. He was playing the f- two full-backs and, 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 and two centre-halves. Um, the, the Barnes was getting absolutely no joy in the first half, despite his best intentions to get a foul at every single opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the guy was born laying down, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, but, so he's, he's seen that and thought, well, you know, they, they've got four there. You know, yeah. Barnes is getting nothing. I might as well put another body in and around him and, and see what I can, yeah. see, see if I can yeah, yeah. disturb yeah. their equilibrium. Yeah, and that did well. When he and he did do well. You, mm. you, you see, actually, in a sense, uh, Collins doesn't do a lot wrong, but he's sort of, He's failing to read the game. If you look at the replay of each of those goals, Collins is sort of in two minds nearly every every, every time. In, in and the I think first it's because half, a new a new powerful quick bloke has come on the pitch who's yeah. changed their attacking dynamic. The first half, Collins intercepted, got a toe to, yeah. got the head to, just got something on just about everything yeah, that yeah. was coming at him. And it was, it did all seem to centre around him because he was picking Barnes up and yes. that's who they were trying yes, to hit. that's right. In the second half, that all went to shit because no, there was right. somebody else for him to pick yep. up and he didn't know where to go. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So Always I, I, caught in two minds. Outthought. And Boyce is quite reactive, isn't he, with substitutes? I've noticed this. He's, very rarely does he do much to change anything. No. It seems like sort of nothing before the 70th minute and often in response and in well in this case yeah. 10 minutes too late and you Again, know we were two down not many options off the bench these days no. do we no. Uh, now no. so one no. big change he made I mean obviously we got stuffed 4-1 two weeks in a row so he feels without much in the way of resources he 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 should perhaps make some kind of significant change to the team so he drops Adrian and brings in Joe Hart um and you know that was kind of interesting i i've got to say you know that that uh the, the every time adrian has has been kind of pointed at as a, as a sort of weak link in the team i can only think of the one thing he did that made people point that out which was the running at the guy against stoke last mm. season and this season you know that you know that goal is a daisy cutter wasn't it against the swansea, swansea. one the first uh, goal but but i mean you know, I watched Match of the Day 2 on Sunday and Newcastle's third goal against Southampton is exactly that. It's a daisy cutter, but it goes in the corner like they're supposed to. You know, it's sort of sometimes they don't have to be hmm. thunderbolts that the keeper palpably can't get to in time because they're moving through the air at the speed of sound. They're just sort of, well, listen, that, that one, the one that Adrian fails to get, I mean, he dives, it's a full stretch and it goes in the corner. And I sort of think, you know, I mean, it's there's a slight sea of legs thing. The, you know, when you ask, uh, could Adrian have done better? That's sort of, it's not necessarily a rhetorical question. It's just a question. I'm kind of going, yeah, maybe he could. Maybe he could have done better, but I mean, he just mm. didn't. And that's how goals get it's scored. It's not in a clear football. cut error. The no. way that Hearts no, that's, on that's Saturday mistake. was. He's got the ball in his hands and against his chest. And then it's at another player's feet. And that's kind of mm. the opposite of goalkeeping. <laughs> I'm not sure I've, I've watched any of these last three games and thought, there's a massive problem in goal. No, no, that's you know, right. I've never really felt that Hart was an improvement on Adrian in any meaningful way. Well, in fact, I, I don't no, think he is an improvement no. at all. No, no, I don't. Uh, I, think, a, I think he is slightly better. Adrian. What do you yeah. reckon, Trevor? As far as Adrian is concerned, mm. I mean, he's, he's, he's a great shot stopper. You know, he's obviously a really strong character. The other players seem to like him. He bonds with the other players well. Yeah. Hart has the respect I think of, of, of the other players but whether or not he fits with the, the, the team whether or not he's trusted to the extent that, that they trust Adrian I think yeah. that might be a big factor No, um, but I, 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 I agree with you all I, I don't see that he did anything to get dropped Adrian but cons- 
conversely, I really don't see, you know, what you can do playing behind the defence yeah. we've got. No, so, so do we think that that decision is, is the sort of the first sign of desperation on, on Moyes' part then, that things that there are cracks about, you know, that there's nothing we we are we are heading towards this to the the crash and there's there's actually very little i i've got i've got very little control here to do anything that's going to stop it i'll change the goalkeeper it's a big signal i try and kind of you know i think that um, was happening because he's got yeah. such a thin squad that he couldn't make any changes but he felt yeah. he had to, to do something so, yes do something yeah. yeah it now makes this thing hard because it it's does. like you're sort no, of going no, right are we literally going to just basically you know just change every game based on if somebody makes a mistake, we get someone else. You know, I think I've used this example a couple of times. There was an actress in uh, in this sitcom I had, the uh, the um, the sort of head of comedy at, at the BBC sort of didn't like her, or didn't think she did a particularly good job, and, and so she was replaced with another actress. And you go... She is now in the best position to keep her job because you you say what you think she did wrong and she can do something different. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you just get another one. Do you know what I mean? It's like you get another goalkeeper. So now it's like, do you go back to Adrian? I mean, it's like, I mean, that's what I hope he does actually. But but I think um, you've got to because yeah. if your if your basis is I, I've changed the goalkeeper because I don't think he the made a mistake. When you make this bigger, bigger rickets. Yeah, that. that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. I sort of feel there's, there's a bit of pressure around Hart, though. So I think if that had been Randolph, I'm not sure he'd have brought Randolph in because there wasn't enough evidence to replace Adrian. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But I think there's this thing with Hart, isn't there, which is that he needs to play to get in the World to Cup. Get in the World Cup. Yes. I don't think Moyes necessarily cares yeah. about that, but other people care. As an England fan, you don't want him anywhere near him. Well, uh, quite, yeah. But Moyes I wonder did what make a sort of promise in that transfer window when they, you know, because the news story was that Hart was going to seek a move in that transfer window because he's got the World Cup coming up. And I think Moyes kind of said something that was essentially um you know no well, you need a squad I mean mm-hmm. if 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 Joe's services are required you know he'll be in and it just means that he's kind of looking out for that moment then to 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 make that happen you know it's yeah, like a bit like that to be yeah. honest yeah. yeah Phil Parks must have made mistakes but I don't know who the backup keeper was in those seasons <laughs> no. because Phil Parks played all the no. time I literally don't know who it would have been it's like you know John Law was going to go ah oh, well, Phil's one mistake away from, from you know, oh, shit. Um, I have to take my insulin now. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Phil doubtless, you know, made mistakes in games, but, you know, it wasn't like, okay, well, you're not playing next week. We're going to get this other guy that we don't even know who that is. Um, we're going to take a quick break now, and we'll be back after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Um, for a perspective on uh, on the weekend's game, uh, as you know, as a season ticket holder, I get um, emails uh, that often arrive on Monday morning from personalities within the club. Often it's the manager's view of the game, isn't it, Jim? You probably get this. I never way. get these. You don't, I don't, right, no, you I don't, never get them. Right. No. Do you have a computer, Jim? Uh, yes. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, that's not the problem. Yes. Yeah. Is it made of wood? Is it a typewriter? Uh, it's a wine. Is it a television? Yes, clockwork. You've got a, is it? Yeah. Right. No, okay, well, I, I, I get don't them. know. I just don't know. You know, they're them. very often the manager's view of the game at the weekend. You know, they come from the West Ham official thing. I'm surprised you don't get these. And uh, perhaps you're just saying you don't to try and humiliate me. I, is that it? Is that what's happening, Jim? Are you, ins- are you mocking me inside, Jim? <laughs> Well, you I'm have always, to wrap this podcast I'm up. Always, more you're more the one prevaricating. No, I always, I'm always doing that. Anyway. Prevaricating. Yeah. So, um, so we got. You know, I got one. Uh, <laughs> did you see what I have to work with, Trevor? This is just this constant undermining all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're almost acting up because because Trevor's here. I'm showing off. Yeah. 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 In front of Trevor because he's here. <laughs> showing off. He's not going to give you. I'm trying to get give status. You a, he's not going to give you a part in one of his films. <laughs> No, 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 Jim, no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it isn't going to happen. Might give James a pint. One of yeah, he might. James has grown a new beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very he looks much, much harder. Than me. Again, <laughs> Phil, witness protection. <laughs> Shit! I'm so sorry. Oh, I I'm so sorry. I mean, next. Next thing I'll be p- telling people to go to your Romford home. Oh, shit! No, oh, no! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Mike Stevenson. Oh, no! I've done it again. Oh, bollocks. Um, you were saying... Oh, so, so, yes, yes. So, so often they're from the manager. And, you know, sometimes they're from club captain Mark Noble. And, uh, and sometimes they're just from, you know, a player they picked up around. Here, uh, but here is one. 
that was in my uh, in email inbox on Monday morning. Uh, <clears throat> it goes like this. I'll try and give it some, you know, I'll try and provide, I'll give a taste of flavour. A flavour, very yeah. much, of yeah. the thing. Yeah. Mm. Hello, Philip. This is Marco Arnautovic here. After Saturday's performance against Burnley, I left the stadium deep in thought. I drove for several miles listening to the gentle strains of Bonnie Vers for Emma ever ago, and I have now buried myself alive in a field in Essex. Here in the soil's warm embrace, alone with my thoughts, I reflect on the weekend's events. My only friends, the slugs which tunnel their way towards my face, entranced by my quiet sobbing. They bathe in my earthy tears before turning inside out because my tears are salty. Must I destroy everything around me? <laughs> the one moment of fragile beauty I recall was when a brave freedom fighter, probably from Hornchurch, sprinted majestically onto the pitch. As Captain Mark Noble enveloped him in his arms and lay on the pitch with him, whispering, Go back to your seat now. <laughs> Hundreds of efficiently trained stewards appeared instantaneously and the situation was diffused. Philip, you love me, I know, and I have betrayed your love. When Mick Jagger and David Bowie first watched themselves back performing Dancing in the Street and howled, My God, what have we done? <laughs> or in David Bowie's case, crooned, my God, what have we done? They had no idea that they were committing only the second greatest crime against humanity after our team's performance on Saturday. <laughs> to me, what we did on that pitch was a human rights violation. The match should have been refereed by Amnesty International. I would no longer revisit that football pitch than I would a bukkake room after a double shift with the Leicester team. <laughs> the players, the manager, we are all to blame. Even the pitch was embarrassed and much of the grass died of shame. The remaining grass is synthetic and cannot die. Like Keith Richards. <laughs> Joe Hart was a broken man. How I felt for him as he held his head in his hands, but unfortunately spilled it and his head rolled into the go. I know that Joe will be kicking himself, or at least trying to, and missing. And believe me, we are all, we are all kicking Joe. He is rubbish. Come on, you irons. Excellent. Well, that's a touching. Yeah, that's, that's I think incredible. he feels the defeat. Yeah, he stayed yeah. out on the pitch for. He did. Yeah, for he like did. A, he did six hours. I think. Yeah. He's a bit deeper than he looks, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's much out. deeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. much deeper looking man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's much deeper than he. That was interesting, on. actually. Yeah. What was your take on him? His staying out as long as he did, in and, and going over to. Did you? Did you were you aware? Uh, of that? You, you were gone. You were gone. Long gone. Yeah. Long gone. <laughs> yeah. We had a little yeah. bit to. Yeah. When you're saying goodbye, yeah. <laughs> yeah. when you're saying yeah, goodbye, well, you like to. Yeah. Yeah. He was sort of, you know, consoling little children and things like that, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yes. Well, it was. Uh, well, we need know, to so, talk so, about. So that. there was the. So there was the kind of the day of the march, yeah. sort of which, which, and the march didn't happen. Um, well, a sort of march happened, didn't no, it? There was a, you know, right. Yeah, there was hundred and fifty sort of people or something. People. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. But in a sense, you know, the the uh, the possibility or probability of the march whether or not it happened and yeah. then the you know the the pitch invasions that has you know made it clear what is happening in a sense we were sort of you know i very much took took your point james and uh and jim you kind of said it on podcast in a mm. sense in a, in a way that um uh, attracted a lot of ire was what is the aim of the march you know in in, in the way that sort of women's suffrage uh the end of segregation and things that have a, a, a tangible result they're they're heading towards. Mm. This felt um, that that 
valid though it was as a kind of consciousness raising idea and in fact you know it, it sort of has worked the the, the 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 paper today has the story that they are well, going to get a kind well, of um, a director of football in some in the end oddly enough sort of in, in a way that the, the, the marks were sort of headed off at the past but in fact you know the fact that it, it bubbled up as pro well, you know and it was always going to happen if we didn't if we went we were losing the game it bubbled up as protest within the ground of course that had much higher media profile yeah, than yes, a did. few people marching out of the you know yeah. dissipating and then sitting there and watching watching the game yeah. Yeah. um so it backfired on them in that that respect uh, i think um and i've been surprised at how balanced and in fact in many ways kind of su- supportive and 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 willing to recognize a lot of the issues that a lot of the mainstream media coverage of this has actually been yeah, it hasn't yeah. all been the hysterical back to the bad old days you know there's been an attempt and you sense that the club has tried to spin it that way yes, a little definitely. bit with the coin yeah, throwing yeah. root i mean that, mm. that seems to be not necessarily you know clear cut whether or not actually coins were thrown or not i mean trevor you were you, well, you, you were there you just said you didn't see anything. i didn't see anything um, there's, there's there's no evidence to support no the, the accusations uh, trevor brooking was yeah. in the box yeah. and yeah. he said he didn't see it he was told so there's about a sort, it. Of, sort of slight sense in which there's but and and, and actually in in a way you know the, the media is always going to particularly the broadcast media is always going to overact to these things well i think it? they're you sort know. of caught between a rock and a hard um, yeah. place in a way because yeah. because they, they sort of want to go with the bigger news stories so in, in a way, they they almost want to kind of uh, double down on attacking the board and go kind of go disaster, you know, West Ham as as Sullivan and Gold, you know, are, are under more pressure. You know, stories of uh, stories of any kind of establishment figure kind of under pressure, the press like because they almost want the you know to find the end game where, <clears throat> in this case, you know, Sullivan and Gold are kind of somehow unseated from from the club, uh, uh, but. The attraction of doing a kind of hooligan story is always, you know, for yeah. a lot of sports reporters, there. So it's, it's lazy. It's lazy. It's unthinking. <clears throat> it's but some of these, them. yeah. But some of the, you know, the print journalists have, have had a bit of an insight yeah. and they understand what a lot of the underlying issues are. Mm. I think, you know, yeah. and it, it helps when you've got people like Jacob at the at the Guardian with with a, with a, with, a, with a decent insight on mm. things, doesn't it? And mm. the guy who's the guy was it the. Um, Standard. He, uh, yeah, um, there was yeah, one. There was John one Dillon, though, yesterday. Yeah, John, yeah. Uh, well, this this is a guy, Tony Evans. Actually, uh, you know, his headline. This is a kind of half-page article. West Ham fans are right to turn up the heat. They're battling for the club's soul. So it sounds yeah. like a kind of basically anti-Sullivan and Gold. But he says, you know, um, uh, there's another serious problem. There are not many buyers for Premier League clubs in this financial climate. Yeah. You know, Mike Ashley has gone public with his desire to sell, um, uh, and it even gets worse in the Championship. There are there are teams that are you know yeah. desperate to. They've got owners desperate to unload those clubs, but no one wants to buy them. Sunderland yeah. is a case. You know, Sunderland. They're mm. uh, talking of basically just giving it away, and whoever gets it Absolutely. has the debt. You know, the, 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 so so it's it's you know the the the. the journalists are or at least some journalists are isolating the problem in the same article this tony evans guy says you know um uh a sensible fiscal move uh, the decision to move the part from the from upton park to stratford uh the deal to occupy the olympic stadium seemed a gift from the gods or at least from boris johnson um it was almost impossible for the owners to pass that that gift horse up which is sort of my feeling about it i mean what i sort of wish was that that possibly has never occurred, so we would have developed Upton Park. Mm. But when someone offered them a massive free stadium, or, or maybe not offered them, but the possibility but, of a massive free stadium, yes, came okay. Up. But in, well, you know, I, it was clear that that was a massive stadium that wasn't going to be a football stadium, though, wasn't it? And that, and that the big upper bit of it was always going to be miles and miles and miles away from the pitch, and there was nothing you could do. You could move some seats. Uh, you know the, the, the retractable thing or whatever. You could move some seats closer to yeah. closer thing, but there's always going to be about half the people in the ground are always going to be a long, long way away from the action. And not only that, when you do that, which is one of the things I think they got wrong with with Wembley, even though that you know you've got a much steeper rake at Wembley, they put all the corporate ring all the way around the middle, and so you've got a kind of dislocation between upper tier and lower yeah, tier. So it's very, very hard zone. to get. You've got you know, when you, when you look at it, when you look across it, the away point, fans, yeah. it's hard for them away fans at the at the ground to get to yeah. get much going, isn't it? Because you've got you've got a bank at the bottom, and then you've got two sections. Yeah. You know, several you know 20 30 meters and then you've got another bank further up um so you know it was never gonna it was obviously a, a compromise not a football ground but i think people 
you know, bought in to their to their aspirational talk and their thinking. They had to do that. They couldn't say, well, we're going to go this ground, but it won't be much better. I mean, they've got to no. sell the no, no, idea. No. They've got to be and seem to be ambitious. Unfortunately, the, the problem is one way or another, either through incompetence or through a, a degree of sort of deception, they, they, whichever your viewpoint is, they haven't been able to deliver on that, that, that wishful, we went there on a wish and a prayer and that, and, and their prayers have not yeah. come, not been answered. The wishes haven't come true and there's no immediate sign of that, of that happening. No, I mean, I don't, you know, I said uh, uh, time and time again that I, you know, the people that thought that it would be like Swift, flicking a light switch and the 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 day one of of the season the first season in the uh, olympic stadium would be messi kicking off to ronaldo and that we'd be in the champions league if you if you were expecting that you're bonkers and so the sort of some of that kind of a next level stuff sort of slightly drives me mad but 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 the the problem is we're not moving no, we've, we've actually gone moved backwards. We've no. gone backwards you know, from the day we, the, yeah. we shut the doors up. Yeah, to that's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gone, a football yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the that's the point. And that's the, the engine that yeah. drives the, the club. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think most people would accept um, that. I, I listened to the podcast you did a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was a lot of positive talk about the stadium, and that's fair enough. You know, people mm. clearly, you know, it's a big stadium. A lot of people will like it. Uh, but a lot of people don't like it, and their yeah. experience of it is is negative. And I would suggest a lot of those are probably in the upper tier. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a long way away. But I do think people would put up with a degree of pain in that sense if the team was better. Yeah, yeah. I know I certainly would. I've 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 been a West Ham fan long enough yeah. to to sort of I feel I've put my time in. I want them to win, you know, and yeah, and. Yeah. A better team and a team, crucially, as Trevor says, that, that was better than the fifteen sixteen side. And it, mm-hmm. You know, no mm-hmm. one expected Messi and Ronaldo, no. but I expected someone to come and play alongside. Well, Pire and a who, sense who would make of progression. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and what that what what has been is, is 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 a couple of you know several disastrous transfer windows in a row. No sense of strategy. A sense in which we they'd ended up with a manager that they didn't really want, and then they started to undermine publicly in various ways, and he lost the sort of the plot or the dressing yeah. room. We never mm-hmm. know quite mm-hmm. what. Then there's been this thing with the the the, the Tony Henry yeah. scandal, the fact they don't monitor the dr- you know the drug testing properly, and now they're in trouble with yeah. with that. You know, it's a series of HMRC little things that add up. Yes, the edge, yes, yeah. that add up to a sort of sense that the thing is just careering out of control. They're out of their depth yeah. at, the, at this sort of kind of size, this step up in size and media attention and focus. Um, the team is. You know, careering also out of out of control as we've been discussing uh, earlier well, on. Serially becomes you know, more unbalanced and, and with each transfer. I think people were. I don't know how people felt, but I, I was wound up by the fact that the answers to that seemed to be you know sixteen blokes waving big flags around on the pitch. I mean that that really. Boy, yeah, 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 that that yeah. just felt that was an insult to injury, really. But, but I think, honest. in fairness, not I want to be terribly fair, but to try and there is a lot of nuance around this, right? That what can Brady do? What can catch Karen Brady's in those meetings with mm. with the with the yeah. various fans groups? It's not within her gift to do anything about the things that we're all unhappy about. No, because the changes to the stadium that we want are to be closer to the pitch generally. And even the other stuff, actually, she has to go and beg, steal and borrow from the landlord. Yes. So that's a massive problem for her. Yeah. And then the other bit is, well, OK, if you're not going to deliver any of that, can we have a better team? Yeah. Well, that's not Karen Brady. That's David Sullivan. No, no. 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 So, you know, the, yeah, but, the 16 but, flags but as she's a sort of symbol put To be fair, though, she has partly put herself in this position by boasting about it's the greatest stadium oh, migration the world yeah. has ever seen. And not engaging with fans. Um, absolutely. I'm not, don't, you know, you, and, and, that, and that way in which it was handled, the way people have been fobbed off and treated the stewarding and and not getting a grip on things in a way that not having a family area what, what's that about i mean yeah. i thought there's premier can, league rules you have to have a family <laughs> yeah. area you can, you can get away in a corporation with having maybe a, 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 an owner operator like sullivan who doesn't do people well he has no feel no. For, for, for 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 the supporters of the club one you can you can get away with one guy like that if he has a really really sharp chief operating officer yeah. who's who, who who gets it and runs with it and makes sure that in a transition like we've been through that the core values of the support and the club are carried through and delivered mm. on and one of the things you don't do to EastEnders is bullshit them mm. and yeah. that woman is a bullshit factory and mm. frankly you know deserves <laughs> everything she's getting and you, you, you we can't carry on as we are with with an inept CEO and 
uh, an owner, a majority owner, who doesn't understand people. There needs no. to be somebody between them and the supporters who actually gets it and will yeah. own it more to the point. Mm, mm. You know, that, that nobody wants to own the issue yeah. within West Ham. And Karen's problem, all of her own making, is that I think you wrote about it, I think, today, James, about the... Um, the, the the, uh, the HR aspect of the role that you were in. I thought that was very, very pertinent to, to the point that she, she, she tells you what's wrong with you and makes it your fault. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. telling us how we. Yeah. Sorry, for anyone who hasn't yeah. read the H, this which will I'm sure be many people. Yeah. yeah, what I said today was that the problem is you do not get to tell people how they feel. And that yes. is how yes. I feel yes. Brady has dealt with this yeah. situation for quite a long time, yeah. Yeah. which is to constantly tell us, actually, no, you, you're not unhappy with it. This stadium is fantastic. Yeah. Look, look around, it's the greatest yeah. stadium migration yeah. of all time. And, you know, <clears throat> I completely agree with what Trevor's just said, the kind of lack of. A culture through the yeah. through the club yeah. is very powerful. Yeah, yeah. There's no human yeah, face no. to any of no, that. No, that's that's right. I mean, that's the sort of PR thing, isn't it? I mean, when I got up this morning and watched News Twenty Four, there was uh, there was um, a, you know a lady speaking on behalf of the NHS, saying uh, talking about underfunding and stuff, and then there was somebody from the government saying uh, this is the most successful final you know financial <laughs> year. Yeah. The economy yeah. is on its way up, <clears> and just sort of telling her she was wrong. And she's going, "I'm yeah. the health professional. You're." Yeah. The guy going, uh, yeah. the economy is is strong. Is is mm. everything is going up? Everything's great. We gave the NHS two point six billion pounds last year, and she's going. Well, I can only really say what I mm. what I yeah. see. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going. No, you're wrong. You don't. You don't see that. And, and um, to only engage at the point yeah. of, of of there being a march, because really, I mean, I, people, you, sports groups have been trying to get in and talk to Brady about this stuff for quite a long time, as I understand it. Mm. But she really only seemed to take it seriously at the point that a march. Yeah, well, that's yes. sixteen thousand yes. people. Yes. That's the long and the short of it. That's right. So in a funny way, it's good that in a sense, because a few weeks ago, you know, four or five weeks ago, we, you know, I didn't have any feelings either way about the march, but like we've, certainly we, you've said, James, in the ages, it's the fact that there's no kind of finite end that can happen. We can't go back to the bowling. We can't have a 25-year-old Billy Bonds again. You know, that's sort of, so, so, we have to sort of, you know, be in the new place. And I, and I, you know, I didn't want to move from the other place. But when I when I went to the new place for those couple of preseason games, I said this a couple of times. It was sort of all I felt was that you have to play sort of just progressive football, not mm. not not sort of you couldn't play anti football in that stadium. I don't think Pulis or no. or Allardyce could could play in a sixty thousand seater stadium because the style of football just you can't get a big crowd going like that no. but it is not all uh um step overs and flicks either it's just progressive sort of attacking football setting out to win and we have not done that quite a lot in two years now we had a mm. we had a summer to fix it and we didn't if anything it sort of just got worse you know and i mean to jim's point it's the absence of a plan isn't it i mean yeah, i think yeah. you know yes. i think all of us that we're at west ham fans losing at home it's not the losing that's the problem no. it's the fact the losing is symptomatic yeah. of a yes. complete lack of um thought really behind you know, the scenes to how this club uh, is going to move absolutely forward. right you'd uh, hope that the summer <clears throat> if Moyes does survive till the end you know will have kind of identified problems and that there'll be quite an overhaul in the summer because it's, yeah. it's, it's, but there's a sort of familiar pattern with the manager ca- happening here isn't it is that sense that coming in looking looking good looking changing the shape of things seeming to improve things and then that sort of sense that some getting worn down in the same way as succeed you know previous managers have have been worn down by the circumstances in the sense that, that you see, I wonder how well he is feeling he's being backed and supported and yeah, so on. You, yeah. you know, there's sort of sense that, that, you, that people get hung out to drive. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Moyes Mo- yeah. was just, yeah. it was an audition and he was giving, reading the script yeah. he was given, yeah. you know, yeah. to the, to, to the yeah. actors he was on the stage yeah. with. But, yes, yes. But, you know, yeah. if we are in a position where he is able, they're able to offer him a contract to, to, to manage us in the Premier League, he's in an incredibly powerful position. Very yes. similar to the one that Sam inherited when, yeah. uh, when Grant went. Yes. I mean, yeah. Sam pretty much told them what he was going yes. to do. And if they wanted him to 
to, to manage the club, mm. he was going to have to pay the big money for Kevin Nolan. And yeah. they were going to have yeah. to overspend in the division yeah. to ensure that both West Ham and his reputation yeah. didn't stay yeah. in, the, in, yeah. in in championship. Yeah. And I think, think Moyes should be in that position yeah. also. And I think that's probably sort of what good modern managers are like. They're sort of aware that, that you know, the, the people above them with the money are not geniuses and they know how to play those people. Yeah. You know, a lot of, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of... Uh, Boards and chairman of football clubs are they're they're in the past. They're mm. stuck in the past. Modern managers, you know, yeah. the, what everyone said about Wenger after who's normally the template of the modern manager was he came in, got himself involved in parts of the clubs that normally a manager wouldn't do. Yeah. You know, Pardew was very much his yeah. his sort of acolyte, and Pardew yeah. was going and talking to the marketing. Well, he's going and talking yeah. to everyone in the club. Yeah. He's talking to the physiotherapist. He's talking to this, and you feel you know, for Moy- Moyes knows what he has to do next season or sure. at least you hope he does because he is a sort of he is a bridge between a kind of the old style manager and the new style manager I think yeah. Moyes Moyes feels like he's you know a fairly smart bloke and yeah. you know uh, uh, and can hopefully do that but he's got to sort of tell them what to do I mean I think Sullivan is obsessed with the idea that the manager is is paramount right you know because yeah. I, I mean you say about modern managers but a truly modern manager is actually subservient to a director of football generally they are considered to be transient because they are the ones who've got the least job security but Sullivan doesn't quite see the role that well I'm not even sure I think Sullivan fully understands a director of football role actually if I'm honest but we can't can't have a transient manager when the owner is the director of football consequently the the butt passing up to to, to Sullivan is is not what he's going to sit sit still for I mean just quickly to go back to the whole kind of protest thing though I mean it seems and to pick up what you were saying about there um, not being really in a sense a fix other than the team getting better and I, it feels to me a particular symptom of this almost uniquely in some ways of this process is that that has meant that a lot of people want slightly different things there are different agendas and very unfortunately a lot of that anger and, and we understand a lot of the anger has turned in on itself hasn't it yes, so you yeah, had the thing where people were running on uh, running on the pitch and rather than feel that that was going to lead to you know, they come off and then you've got fans you know giving them a slap because yeah. they don't you know it's it's a real sense that it, it's it's like a sort of bell jar and it can't it can't it's not get a minor anywhere. issue is it, it like no, the bond no. scheme the bond scheme was no. do you back this or don't you yeah. everybody yeah. was against um, and it and I think you know an interesting thing about that was that in, a, in a funny sort of way that the the, 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 the first three the first three um, um, in, pitch invaders I hate that term it's absolutely ridiculous that wasn't an invasion D-Day was an invasion incursion you know, incursion um, the guy with the corner flag Bless him. Bless the guy with the corner flag, I say. I, I, you know, I, I think he was, tr- in a funny sort of way, he was trying to connect us all to yeah, something, was wasn't he? He was trying to bring it, yeah. it back. He was trying to, you know, in, in, and, and uh, I, I, hope, I, I hope he isn't too too badly hung out to dry because he seems mm. a very, very decent guy mm. to me. Some of the things he said in the press you know, came across very well, I thought. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I feel for him. We're going to have to wrap this up, fellas. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, so what we what we normally do is predictions for the next game. We've got three weeks <laughs> off. I, I think um, we'll go on a three-week unbeaten run now. Yeah, my prediction, no, Phil, yeah. No, I think, <laughs> Things are yeah, looking up. Right. Yeah, what, yeah, could, this is, what could possibly yeah, go yeah, wrong yeah, with yeah. the team currently in Miami on the <laughs> yeah. warm weather training? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them will get into horrendous gambling debt yes. and they go into prison in Miami. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Expect Checky Coyote to seek asylum. <laughs> possibly, yes, yes. Which might help us. Uh, yes. Checky, what are you up to? Um, uh, yeah, so, so it's a long uh, You know, the, uh, Southampton will have a bit of new manager bounce, possibly. Oh, yeah. It is at the Thunderdome, which, which you know, after the early part of the season, when actually we, we won a lot of games at, uh, at the Olympic Stadium, you know, mm-hmm. or, or of the games we won, the ones we won were won at the Olympic Stadium, uh, which was not a high number, but at <laughs> least, you know, yeah. it showed that we had some kind of home advantage, maybe too strong a word. Um, yeah. You know, it's like... There's been two games now where we're going, we can't lose it, so it'll yeah. be a draw. And that ended up being wildly optimistic yes. because we were crushed. <laughs> um, 1-0 to us. James? Um, I think the, the fan element, the protest element, will coalesce into something more positive yeah. by, by, the, by the time that the team are back. And I think, I think, people, I think people will have realised that 
in that moment, in, in the stadium, in that moment, we need to come together. So I think we'll win 2-1. The way it did with Leicester? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The similarly. way it did with Leicester. But, but we'll win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll win 2-1. Uh, Trev? I'm, I'm going for 2-0. I, I think that the first 20 minutes against Southampton, we'll see an enormous surge of support for the team on the pitch. Yeah, yes, I think so. And then it's up to the lads out there. Every time you think it's going to sort of, uh, you know, sort of fall off the cliff, it doesn't. No. Uh, because, you know, I think football fans ultimately actually want their team to win. Yes. So, so, yes. so we've reached a peak yeah. with we don't like the people that run the club. Now it's back to support the club. Yeah, I think so. Jim? Well, yeah, I don't want to rain on the parade, but we've, we've, <laughs> oh, uh, we've, we've lost... Turn his mic. Ollie, turn his mic. 14 down. goals in four games, is it? We've lost... I think, I think it's in free fall. And I hope the gap... The gap does something but I think actually in many ways they're the ones that are going to benefit from that and I, 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 I'll go for 1-1 but I don't think we're going to win it Yeah, I'll, I'll put a sign on this if he starts Pablo Zabaleta at holding midfield we win the game yes I think that that should possibly happen I agree my name's Phil Wheelers uh, Jim I'm not going to say your name because you're just so negative all the time <laughs> you just now. undermine me all the time Jim Grant has been Cheerio. <laughs> Jim. Uh, uh, Trevor Dre. Cheerio. James Cairns. Good night. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others. And when budgeting for software software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.